Welcome in to Behind Enemy Lines. It is Wednesday, my dudes. A Wednesday that is sad for some, gleeful for others. And included in that would be, obviously, Ryan Paris and Travis Hudson joining me today. And they are feeling pretty dang good, aren't you boys? It's another great week to be a Chiefs fan. Uh, it's a pretty tough time to be a Broncos fan. You've had your highs, so uh, I uh there was go ahead and en- there, enjoy was, this valley. Enjoy this valley. <laughs> you know, that's kinda how it felt, obviously, during the game, af- directly after the game. I lamented and mourned. Uh, obviously, speaking of the 27-23 to 23 loss that the Denver Broncos sustained at the hands of the Kansas City Mahomeses. At the left hand. Of the- at the left <laughs> hand at one point. Kansas City Mahomes. I mean... Man, that is a rough one as a as a Denver fan. I I don't know that I remember quite as tough a loss as as this one um at home in a game that you just think if you can find a way to win, you're going to be flying high and have a lot of momentum and to go in with the game plan and the execution to do it for three quarters and then to just fall apart at the end in pretty much every facet is pretty disappointing. And obviously we're going to get into all of it, but that is where I'm at right now in terms of being disappointed. But I also have to say just, you know, I, I predicted, you know, the original, the original line I think was five and a half. And I thought the chiefs would cover that pretty easily. And so and that I know there's no moral victories, but I feel I feel better about the Broncos as a team now than I did leading up to the game. And I, I know we're two and two. I would like two, to say I am the only one that correctly predicted the under on that. Well, well, not that not since the line changed. Yeah, I was going to say the line yeah. did change, but yeah. but yes, we we predicted what what it was. So at yeah, five, going points. off the five, yeah, you're yeah. you are correct. Yes, Ryan did predict the under, and it was it was a dogfight game, and yeah. you know, like obviously, like there's so much in this game to unpack. Um, but I guess I'll go ahead and just start by saying that I thought that if the Broncos were going to win this game, that this is exactly how they were going to win it. And to be up by 10, uh, obviously there were some blown opportunities early where we, we should have been getting touchdowns and we were kicking field goals. But, I mean, 10 points going into the fourth. The Broncos had never given up a lead of 10 points in the fourth quarter at home for 14 years. Yeah, that's a that's a ridiculous stat. It is a ridiculous and that was broken last night or Monday other... night obviously. 
among a lot, other, of, a lot of things being broken yeah, right now. A lot of things being broken, and you know, like it's it's crushing because that's a game that I just think we could have won and should have won with, well, either a play going this way or that way. But bottom line is, I think we could have won the game just with some better decisions, some better coaching. Yeah, and I. We'll try not to get too heated on this podcast, <laughs> but I will say this. Oh, no. The freaking play calling in the fourth quarter I, was absolutely garbage. The, the Chiefs started coming back, and they got scared, and I don't know what it is that, if, that Bill Musgrave and Vance Joseph are trying to prove that – it's like, oh, we paid this quarterback $18 million, so he's got to be the guy to go do it. Just, you need to – I don't know if that's their thinking, but if it is, you need to adjust your thinking because the strength of your team is not Case Keenum. It's been obvious through four weeks that the strength of your team is run blocking and two – two very – some teams don't have one good running back. We have two. They both look really good. And we averaged over seven yards a carry. And in the, I watched the highlights, and it's every big run for Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman, and the highlights stop at 40 seconds left in the third quarter. And the reason is, is because I didn't get the ball. Yeah. And it doesn't make any sense. And after the game, Vance Joseph doubles down on this and says, they ask him, well, do you think you should have been running the ball more? Than well, no, we, we run the ball to control the game, and we throw the ball to score points. Um, <laughs> That's the uh, dumbest. Oh, Vance, <laughs> what were where did your two touchdowns come from in the game? You freaking <laughs> oh, ran them wow. both in. I, like, what? That was the stupidest, maybe the stupidest coaching quote I've ever heard in a yeah. post game. And I've not been one to criticize Vance Joseph that much where a lot of Broncos fans just really don't like him you know I the first year I kind of give him a pass on that and say the quarterback situation was garbage and we didn't have anything on offense but that is very very bad and I don't know I won't say too much more about it other than it doesn't make any sense to me Royce Freeman averaged I think in the eights over eight yards a carry and he had eight carries. This is a game where both of those guys should have had 15 carries apiece easily. And they had a total of 20 combined. So it was just, I don't know if they got scared. What happened? Like they, they had, there was a few times where they did run it on first down and they got stuffed and they, then they just get freaked out and throw, throw. And it was, oh, I just, I'm sick. I'm sick about it, and obviously that's frustrating, but just looking at that going forward, it gives me hope that they can see that and see that that is the strength of this team, and that is how we're going to win games down the line. But, man, in this moment, like, you you just got to think, if only they would have, they would have. But, alas, the night goes to... Once again, uh, Patrick Mahomes, who played a heck of a game against really what I thought was a pretty good game plan. We hit him yeah. nine times, um, only socked him once. Um, and, you know, like there was 
it is frustrating because, I mean, you look at his stats, his outside the pocket, he had like 190 yards. 195, I believe. Which was, well, yeah, which was the most in like a decade or something like that. Yes. And all of it, I, I'm aside from the, the wizard ambidextrous play, all of it came from the right side. Yeah. And that's just, I think that's bad. You got to have, you know, you got to scheme up some kind of contain there and, and force that. And there was a couple plays I saw where Von Miller, he didn't even, he didn't even rush. Like he, he just kind of stood there and, and he still got outside on that, on that play. Like it, it was just very frustrating. I mean, obviously the guy is a talent, you know, and as a Broncos fan, seeing him play against a team for, I mean, I don't even count last year, but seeing that this year, seeing him play against a team, in mile high that's still in contention that's playing for you know the division and he comes out down in the fourth and does that to us oh that just sickens me and it obviously you know the guy's the real deal and yeah. you guys are uh you guys are welcome to what it feels like guys i'm i'm happy for you in so, in some ways we got our john away you've got, you got your john you got your got your Peyton Manning, you got your PFM, we had our Peyton freaking Manning, now you got your Patrick Patrick freaking Mahomes, Mahomes. and I'm not even, the the word will not even be spoken on this podcast, I'm not going to say it. Showtime! No, don't! (laughs) I'm over it, I'm done, I I don't ever need to hear it again, and I think a lot of people, it's been, (laughs) what's the podcast, what's the on that podcast that we listen to, Travis, uh, 8CN, or they were they canceled the or were they banned? Uh, we, yeah, we're yeah. banning that, we are banning showtime. <laughs> Rich Eisen didn't yes. like it either. Yeah, I watched Rich Eisen podcast and he was trying to come up with different names because he did not like showtime. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I'm over it, but anyways, that's that's my uh, quick, quick take opening thoughts on the game. Um. So yeah, what are you guys? Uh, what are you guys feeling after this game? What? Uh, well, there's so many. There's so many things, but it's just so a couple things. big picture things. Is it kind of you know, that's a signature win going into a division rival's house on Monday Night Football in a cantankerous environment like cantankerous. that. You know, the Chiefs are known for having. You know the loud crowd noises. That was that Denver Stadium was it was loud. Oh, they were rocking. It absolutely yeah. and, and it affect that's and affected the, yeah it affected it, the game it, for sure. There were there were uh, well there was a, there was the lack of a delay of game, but um, oh. there was there was multiple times where you could kind of tell Mahomes was kind of getting confused trying to set up protections and you know you can you can tell that affected him and he's we kind of forget that he's. A, He's essentially a rookie. This is his first season. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that, that uh, young quarterbacks struggle with. He hasn't yet, but, um, you know, that kind of environment kind of threw him off in, for three quarters. Yeah. And I mean, he was – what, what was his total through three? I mean, it was definitely under 200. It was, yeah, it was closer like to one, 150 he got like even. Half, yeah. he, I think he got half of his passing yards on the last two drives. Yeah. Yeah, on the last but, two scoring uh, drives, he had 153 passing yards. Yeah, which is but, over half. Right, you know that 
the Broncos defense was playing really well and and they and they it's not like they gave it away on those last two drives. There were some plays being made by the defense. You know, that my t- Yeah, my I mean aside from was, aside from the sec uh like you can't you I don't care who's your quarterback. I don't care who it is. Second and 30. Second and 30, man. I that that's inexcusable, but continue. I just that uh, 30 I can remember, and I was sitting there watching the game with you guys. I don't know if I said something out loud about it, or, but I, I know I was thinking, like, I don't I, – I shouldn't be confident, but I, I just had this feeling that he was going to come through. Like I, like, I didn't even doubt it. This is what Patrick Mahomes is built for. He's going to – he got second, third, and fourth down. He can get you 30 yards in three plays. And – and I haven't ever experienced that as a Chiefs fan. You know, you get into like first and 15 and you give up with Alex Smith. But second and 30 with the game on the line with those pass rushers and he was still able to make play, make a couple plays. And it just – it reminded me – we mentioned Elway earlier. That's the feeling that I got whenever I was watching John Elway lead a comeback. It was like no, no lead was enough against John Elway, because as soon as the fourth quarter came around, he could have been playing awful the first three quarters and done nothing, and then just something clicks when the game's on the line, and he just somehow unexpectedly does what he has to do, and that's what I think we saw Mahomes do, and I'm just so freaking happy that that type of player is playing for the Chiefs and not the Broncos now. Yeah, I mean, you you... You have to start like if you're an opposing team, you have to start thinking of him that way. And I, you know, I think the Broncos they did. I thought they gave him a lot of respect in terms of what, what the looks that they they gave him. You know, they Kareem Hunt had a really good game, and I think part of that was just that we were okay with. You know, I think they gave up more than they would have liked because he had some big some big runs. But you know, I think they were gonna try and let him beat us and i mean it they the defense i they played they played their hearts out really and it was the perfect game plan it, really it, for defense and and the for the defense it was and then also for the offense and it's like you you just have to start thinking about him at, with in the, with these other guys like the Peyton Mains and the Tom Brace how you beat them is you don't give him you don't give him the ball and yeah that's that's you know we'll see if you know like if the jaguars take a page out of that next week um but there you have to start playing him like that and i don't i have no idea why we got away from it I, again look, i mean just yeah. looking you know I, I don't know why we're trying to make case keenum into something he's not and i he he wasn't awful in that game i i don't think the pick was entirely his fault I think that yeah, that was miraculous. Any, it was just I mean, a great play. It was yeah. an incredible play, and it's also I think it's almost more on the receiver. I mean, Jeff Hireman, who actually had a career day, he you got to fight for that man. Like he has, you're the defender has one arm in there. You have two hands. Like you, you got to rip and I don't just grab his arm, twist it, whatever. You know, like you got to fight for that ball like even if it's incomplete there's no way you can let him pick that off like that on the sideline that's just 
inexcusable. But and I'll go back. But we should have even been throwing there anyways. But that's besides <laughs> the point. Oh, besides the point. Um, yeah, I just think there was there's that was a key play. You know, where our defense had just come up with a big stop, and then we go out on the field, and then boom, you guys have the ball again, and. You know, I just think that you can protect your players a lot better with your play calling there. And I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Yeah. So I think a lot of this game came down. Well, if you think about this game, it's, you know, the different groups. You got the offense, which was pretty even between both teams. Both had good running games. Passing games are both kind of inconsistent. Then you had defenses, which is clearly in Broncos' favor. You had. Special teams, which is probably in the Chiefs' favor, because you're so scared of punting the ball to Tyreek Hill. And he, I, I, there's no way around. Marquette King has been—he's been bad. He's got, yeah, like he's got the yips or something. I mean, even in, not even in this game. Like the first one was a decent punt, but he punted it right to him, and I guarantee you that wasn't what he was supposed to do. And then the next one at the end of the game, when we're trying to flip the field, he punts it. It went 30 yards. Like that's not yeah. going to get it done. So yeah. So when you think offense, defense, special teams, it's pretty even, you know, split defense and special teams, offense is pretty even. But what the game came down to was coaching. Chiefs coaching is what won them the game. The Broncos came in with a good defensive game plan, and I think they executed what should have been their offensive game plan, but they didn't game plan it well. They, we talked about controlling the balls, what the Broncos should have been doing. Game ended with the Chiefs having 72 total plays to the Broncos' 59. And if you're winning the game, you can't do that. Right. The Broncos need to have the, need to have more plays than the Chiefs. You can't give Patrick Mahomes that many chances, or he will end up finding finding a way to beat you. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that is what happened, and they had their chance. I mean, they, the Broncos had like I know you guys were even nervous, like whenever he, whenever they scored. And I was almost just like, well, I mean, we might as well, like, they're going to score. We might as well just let them and <laughs> give us some time to try and score on this defense again. Yeah, and at the end of the game. It kind of happened. You know, you guys scored pretty quick, and we had a minute 40 uh, or something like that. With no timeouts. With no timeouts. Yeah, and, and right then and there, you, I did say something about, oh, there's too much time. You know, I'm worried about that, but I'm not, in, in hindsight, you don't. You only get so many scoring opportunities. I'm not going to say you'd kneel it right there and try to punch it. You know, try to run some extra time off the clock. Right, right. You got to score if, a touchdown. If that, if that opens up right there, when you're put, when you're, well, now if you're, if you're behind by three points, then yeah, you can maybe try to play the clock a little bit, and be a little bit more manipulative. But if you need a touchdown, you got to you got to take that touchdown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying the Chiefs played it wrong at all. You know, like especially when you're going up against a defense that had kind of been, kind of been stopping you. You know, like yeah, you you just score when you can score, and you gotta you just gotta play the game. You know, you gotta trust that your defense can get a stop with a minute forty with the, the when they gotta drive the whole field. So, and you know, like this is here's my thought. Case Keenum so far, his. QBR has not been good. His touchdown mm-hmm. to interception ratio has not been not been good. Is it negative? It's definitely. I mean, I mean he's, he hasn't thrown a touchdown since week one. He threw three and definitely negative. He, and he has none since then. He's thrown a pick every week. So he's three and six. I think he's three to six. Uh, and you know, like in a game like this, I don't give a rip if he throws a touchdown. But 
don't throw an interception. And, you know, because I think that's – I mean, obviously that's a stat that has some value. But if your team is scoring and your team is winning, I, you know, I'll run it in every time if you take them down the field, you know. So I don't care about that. But the only thing – going for him right now is that the team I think the team does believe in him they you know like he's he brought them back in the first two games he made some plays at the end of that game that put them in position to win again but man he he blew it man like you know he had he had him I mean on on a couple different plays like Thomas well, I, I shouldn't say a couple different plays because the play before that should have been the end of the game. He threw it right to the Chiefs defender and he dropped yeah, it. Yeah, Kendall that Fuller should have picked that. Yeah, Kendall Fuller should have picked that off and that should have been the game right there. So that was a bad throw. But then you get another chance on, you know, the next play and Thomas is wide open. I don't know what, what the coverage was exactly there. I think it was, it was cover two. Zone. Yeah, so a guy was playing up, you know, in the flat yeah. at three, you know, for the corner was playing the flat and then the safety didn't get over fast enough. Yeah, and he had – I don't know if he read it, like thought that the – well, like did, maybe, D, maybe DT didn't get out of his break yeah, did fast you see, enough. Like I the saw on the replay, or... uh, Thomas was jogging coming out of his break. He wasn't at full speed the whole route. If he, I mean, I don't know if it would have made a difference, but he definitely wasn't running full speed that entire route. So Yeah, and I almost wondered – like it, it looked – you know, by the time – when the ball came over there, it looked like it was just – a plain overthrow, but yeah, I, I, I just can't help but wonder. And that's another thing that I just, I keep thinking about that. It, it might, it might be his time. Like that he, I think that if this is three or four years ago, Tamarius Thomas probably makes that play. Like it, it was a yeah. little out of reach. I mean, it was definitely out of reach, but with maybe just a little more speed and just a, burst you know you can jump up and get that like the two most you know the most explosive weapons on the field for us are emmanuel sanders philip Lindsay, and Cortland sutton like he needs more targets he made a big he had the longest play for us in the game deep down the field he forced a pass interference in the end zone that led to one of our touchdowns so i don't know i mean DT's still getting a lot of targets, and I I get that, but it I think as you see the season go on, that might start changing. I, I don't it. know for sure, but he had another drop in this game too. Yeah, uh, there were actually a lot. I mean, for the Chiefs too, that that, that yeah. was that played a big part. The Chiefs had some drops. Um, this is that was the like the stuff that the Broncos couldn't control. That kind of stuff that they needed went in their favor. Yeah, the drops. Yeah, for the most had, part, it did. Yeah, they um, had the penalties. The Chiefs had 10 penalties for 93 yards to the Broncos, three for 25. And a lot of those penalties on the Chiefs were on offense. No, penal- no penalties on defense. It was, all of them were. We didn't all have on a single offense. penalty yeah. on defense. Yeah, so, and that's, I mean, for the most part, I did think that that fell our way. That I, I think, I really think we needed to pick off that. I mean, that thing was in the air forever. That Roby deflected that ball, and I was like, oh, Went straight up. Somebody's yeah. got to get to that, you know. But, you know, that, and that, because that was the turn. I mean, that was the difference. You guys won the turnover battle one to nothing, right? You didn't turn the ball over at all. No. So, um, and that's, I mean, you win a turnover battle, you're probably going to win the game most, most weeks. So, 
Um, Even though I don't think we made anything of our turnover that we got. Uh, Did we get a field Um, goal out of it? No, it kind of just... Kind of just killed it, momentum. Didn't get any points you out didn't of kick it. A but field goal. It kind of just no. I because no. I think you. No. I think you're right. I think we maybe forced a three and out after that. Yeah. So yeah. It. But then it. You know, we had the ball in pretty good position, and you know, but it was it was a killer. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, I don't know. Any what what uh, what else did you guys see? Anything. Uh, stand out to you well one thing i noticed when i was looking i was kind of looking over the stats is on talking about the offenses and i talked about how they're pretty even one big differential in the game was on third down the chiefs seven of 15 broncos two of 11 Mm. so i I feel like that Mm. you know a lot of times that's indicative of how your offenses are performing and how the how the game's going to go in terms of whether you're going to be scoring points and the broncos third down efficiency just was not good that game and i don't know if it's you know, you put in situations where you didn't get a good run on first down, and so you had to throw twice in a row, and you know your offense was not clicking, or what it was on those third down completions. But yeah, I mean, and I would imagine a lot of those came late, later in the game because we were, you know, like several of those run, like we were getting first downs on first down runs, like we yeah. were getting ten, twelve yard runs. Um. So, yeah, I mean, our, obviously the third down efficiency was not that good, and I don't know if it's just because we, we were moving the ball and then we would get down to the other side of the field, and I thought things got a little – like the play calling was just not the best and we were okay to settle for field goals when yeah. obviously that was not a good idea. Um, one thing that did stand, cause did stand out to me was uh, as much pressure as we did get on Mahomes, uh, I mean, and they like they talked about Von Miller a lot in the game, but he really didn't do anything. Like he, no, he was pretty much stonewalled by Mitchell Schwartz. And yeah, Mitch Schwartz had a great game. I think Again. you got to give him a lot of credit for that. Um, I, you know, I believe Mitch Schwartz still has not allowed a single sack on Von Miller. Yeah, what as a chief? Yeah, that's pretty incredible. And I mean, most of the t- like. I was watching him, you know, just because I was waiting for him to make a play. And I I don't think that – I mean, there were some plays, obviously, where he did have help. But a lot of times it was just straight up. He just he just beat him. Yeah. And that's uh, pretty impressive. And and it seemed like a lot of the pressures he did get were ones where you had overload blitzes on that side and that he can't kind of – is the unblocked defender. All right. Yeah, I mean, it's it was uh, like I said, I, as a pass rusher, I just can't imagine having much more of a frustrating game than than that. You know, like really getting after him and not not getting him. You know, yeah. and then at the end, like being being all over him, and then he makes one a really great play and yeah. Well, yeah. I saw after the game that Chris Harris had to get two IVs because he oh, was yeah. so tired of running around. Yeah, I mean, that guy, he they didn't say his name very much, but I don't think they – I mean, they didn't really target who he was covering. And I don't know if he was on Tyreek the entire game. I'm guessing he probably was. Yeah. Um, But he didn't – I mean, he had that one. He had the one at the end. But I don't think he had very many receptions. 
Yeah, that was the best. It has to be the best game by your pass defense all season. You know, you guys yeah, were in close coverage the whole game. Which is crazy because that's the first 300 yards, 300 yeah. yard passer we've allowed in 38 uh, games. <laughs> yeah, what is, like, what in the world? That That's a ridiculous stat. And I honestly don't even think they've, you know, been that good this I season. Mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, that's that's pretty pretty incredible and then to give it up in that fashion it's just like insult to injury kind of thing yeah. but yeah so i mean you require you like you made patrick Mahomes make plays by himself you you got us out of our normal rhythm on offense you know patrick had to make those plays basically alone you know? yeah and he because he was not effective he was not very effective from the pocket like he no. didn't complete very many passes there was no timing we were I don't know if we were jamming receivers or if we were just blanketing him or what, but yeah, it seems like you were all over me. I mean, even when he was sitting in the pocket and had time to sit in the pocket, he wasn't finding any open receivers. You know, he was sitting in there yeah. for three, four or five seconds and he'd have to eventually roll out because there's just no one was coming open. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, if you're not hearing Travis, that's because he's, I'm assuming attending to an infant that has, either pooped oh there yeah. it is pooped and or spit up and that is the uh dad life that is the dad life um so yeah i mean we'll continue on i i think that again as far as the Broncos offensive line goes, they just seem to really, they're a lot better in, in run blocking this year. I mean, t- 10 times better than they were last year. And part of that might yeah. have something to do with our running the, backs yeah. being more talented, but they just seem to, to do a lot better when they are blocking well in the run game. Um, Garrett Bowles struggled early against yeah. D Ford, I think, and maybe Justin someone else in Houston beat him. Houston played on that side the majority of the snaps, I believe. Yeah, he there was like back back to back plays where he gave up a sack and then held. Yeah. So, man, that's just I don't know what they're really. I mean, he he played better after that, like yeah, after D Ford because D Ford went out hurt after about yeah. the second quarter, and that's after true. that, your your offensive line really you know stepped it up. Yeah, but he was Keenan was still pressured. And forced him to make some bad throws, off the mark throws. Yeah. So. Yeah, I. Uh, I come out of the game, like I said, with. With hope, just that there's a, there's a blueprint there for how we can be a good team. You know, I just I really hope that this isn't a loss that just deflates them. You know, hopefully yeah. the leaders there are good enough to, you know, show show the and and the fact that a lot of these guys are young guys, you know, that uh, they're going to come in. And I think they're still going to be they're going to be playing hard. You know, those running backs, you know, the young wide receivers and 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 I know that Keenum's not going to quit. Like he's still going <laughs> to obviously he has a lot to prove and he's still going to play hard and and try and lead the team well. So. It's uh he, he just ha- it's gonna come down to whether he can kind of bring it back you know it's one one quarter of the season down yeah 
are two and two, um, and lost. You know, our two losses are against two good what teams. I would consider to be two of the better teams in the AFC. Yeah. Um, and then you know, obviously, squeaked out wins against what you would consider to be lesser teams. So you just kind of wonder exactly where they are. They're hard to hard, hard to, to rank. Down. Hard to rank. Yeah. Yeah. And. They, you know, there's obviously room for improvement. You know, obviously, you, you gotta, you gotta beat the Jets next week. I mean, you're going on Jets the road, but you gotta go hold a rookie QB down and not let him beat you. You know, like I, I think just based on what I've seen, if if we play like we did against the Chiefs, we should win that game. Yeah. Um, and Donald then, has struggled the past couple of weeks too. So, yeah, I, I think it could kind of be a get right game. Um, you know, if you go in with the right mindset and, and really execute and, and play well. Uh, but again, I'm, I would be more than happy to see us run. Like I don't, Keenum can throw it 15 to 20 times and we can run it 40 to 50 times. <laughs> <laughs> if it's working, you know, yeah. like, it doesn't make sense to me, but um. So then, Chiefs go Jaguars right. uh, at, oh, home no, against, at, at home against at home. Yeah, at home against the Jaguars. So Jags that's gonna be tough. Are coming off a win. Yeah, right. Win. They, yeah, they beat the Giants. Yeah, pretty convincingly. Yeah. Pretty convincingly. Uh, Leonard Fournette is out. Out. Yeah, yeah he's so already declared out. That bodes well for you yeah. guys, I would think. And TJ Yeldon was limited in practice, so I'm not sure how how strong yeah. he's going to be for the game. I kind of feel like he's going to he'll play and I probably be will. the main main back. But I don't know who else they have. I would start him in fantasy. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah, <laughs> I would start just about any skill player versus the Chiefs. I mean, they're always a good start. Yeah. Um. But that's going to be a very tough game for the Chiefs. I feel like I feel like we just came off of a game against a very good defense who really tested our offense, and now I think we have to go against a better defense. Right. Yeah. So. And they are, the Jaguars are a better overall defense. Um, we didn't talk about it, but Sammy Watkins uh, came, went out. What's yeah, what's his status? It's a, it's a hamstring injury. He's yeah. limited in practice. I yeah. anticipate he'll play. But they haven't said anything definitive to this stage, so yeah, it's kind of Hamstrings a wait and see kind of thing. Can kind of suck. They, yeah, they, that's what like Fournette I think is dealing with too. Yeah. so that's and rough. He, he tried. Uh, Watkins tried to come back in and play against Denver, but he it just tightened up on him. So yeah. I'm hoping it's not that bad of an injury. I'm hoping it's just you know a muscle cramp or something along those lines that you know get a little treatment between now and the Jaguars game, and he can be back and playing well, but. We obviously missed him from that game. Our offense looked a lot different after he went out. Yeah, I think so too. I think that that played a role. Um, well, and I think it, it allowed you to put a lot more on attention. Tyree Kill, yeah. a lot more attention on Tyree Kill. You could always have a guy over the top of him because we we don't really have a third burner that could beat you on the other side. So you could always have your safety move over the top of Tyree Kill every single play and not have you know too many bad consequences from it. So yeah. I feel like it, it really made the Chiefs offense a lot more one-dimensional after he went out. So I'm hoping he comes back, especially against the Jaguars' defense. We will need him. We will need every skill player we can get in order to beat that defense. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, man, I just think just watching Mahomes play and I think everyone's going to point to that, to the play, obviously where he chucks it left-handed, like obviously that's impressive. Yeah. And he's rolling to his left, but you know, that, that was six, I'm, probably six or seven yards down the field and Tyreek was pretty open. He did have Von Miller on him. I get it. It's impressive. It was a great play, but to me, yeah. his best throw was, and just like the way the angle that like when he was, when he escaped the pocket to the left again, and it looked like he was going to run and we had him dead to rights. And he, I th- and I don't think everyone's like, oh, he was across the line. I don't. I mean, he the back of his heel was still. Yeah, it looked like his heel was on the line. Yeah, but he he was running to his left, and he kind of like opened up his body, and just the, his all of his momentum was that way, and it's like yeah. on one foot, and he's turning and just rifles it down. I mean, that to Travis Kelsey, I believe. Kelsey, or yeah, I think it was, and. uh yeah, he just that was that was a backbreaking play. I, I yeah. thought because the you, you guys did or did you did you score a touchdown on that drive? I know we did. Uh, we held once down there, low, uh, or down there by the goal line. But um, yeah, I don't think we did score on that drive. Right, because your touchdowns were because we had the the one two of, touchdowns at the very end of the game, and it, I don't think and that it was, was either those that guys, was, was it? Kelsey and Hunt. No, it wasn't that one. Yeah, and then. Cause you get, and then what was the other touchdown that you had? Uh, was that a? It was a hunt run, I believe, wasn't it? He had two touchdowns. Did he have two touchdowns that game? I know it was a rushing. Mahomes touchdown. had the. Oh, Mahomes right. Oh Mahomes yeah, the, a rush, rushing. the rushing touchdown. Yeah. He, maybe he did. Actually, maybe maybe that was the. The play that he scored on later, after that throw. Yeah. Because that and that was a third down too. It was like I, yeah. You know, it was third and goal, and we again had pretty, pretty good coverage, and then just lost contain on him. And yeah, that's uh, a that's a killer. I think his I think his better throw was it was third and sixteen, and he had to roll out to the right and find uh, Tyreek Hill over the middle of the field, uh, falling to his knees. It was end up being a yard short. We ended up having to go for it on fourth down, but it ended up completing a fifteen yard pass to Tyreek Hill. Do you remember that one? Was that in the beginning of the yep. game when? Uh, it was more in the middle. That of the might game. have been the first drive. It wasn't that early, was it? Well, it was early when you went for the I fourth and the one because remember I was like, "This is so disrespectful." Because it was on like yeah. Yeah. on thirty-five or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and you guys had scored. You scored on your first drive. Yeah, scored a field goal. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh man, we could make him pay right here if we would have stuffed that." And we would have been yeah. – <laughs> speaking of – that was a head-scratcher for me. When we when we went for it on fourth and one, which I was okay oh, with yeah. going for it, but that, that was the goofiest – The little rollout. Play call, yeah, where he's yeah. Like, like, rolling out. And he hits Thomas, who's pretty well covered and behind the line even still. Yeah. And it's just like, man, I, I got to give some love to – the Nebraska product when a freaking Andy Janovich was in there, he was just, he was crushing fools and the whole pancaking guys. I mean, that was what was working and to not like, that's, that's what changed. We, we were running like 
heavy sets with two tight ends sometimes and and a fullback or a tight end and a fullback in there and just making hay and then in the fourth we start going three wide and we those were the runs that didn't work that yeah. that got that were getting stuffed and again it just doesn't make it like ah we're trying to get too cute or something like we're trying to confuse you guys but man if you're beating a team and just out physically in them just keep doing it that's just seems like football 101 to me but yeah that's why I so, say the game came down to coaching. Just some decisions that the Broncos made that were head scratchers that, you know, really had a strong result in the end of the game. Right. But just those little right. decisions. I'm but, not even going to talk yeah. about the delay of game because – or I'll talk about it, but I'm not going to complain <laughs> about it because, again, freaking – we had – you had your chances, guys. Yeah, second and 30 – you give up a big play. Man coverage on second and 30. Like, who was it? Was it freaking Shaq Barrett and that was in coverage on that play? Or was that on the next That one? was third down. That, that was, was third the third down. one. Yeah, they were the, were the, the big play. So, yeah, it's third and – it was third and seven. Uh, and yeah. I think it was third right, and yeah. seven. And so if they would have caught the delay of game, which to me it looked like it was, then – you're third and 12, but they still got 30 yards. So like, yeah, I, you know, like what to what Demetrius Harris of all people to Demetrius Harris, of course, because he was in, because Shaq Barrett was in coverage on him. And right. And it's like, <laughs> it's kind of like you see that early, like, yeah, Shaq Barrett made a play earlier where he yeah. had good coverage down the field, but it's like, okay, how, how many times do you want to test your luck there? Like, yeah, give the guy, give the edge rusher a break. He, he made his play. Don't make him do that again. That that's so dumb. Well, I, I saw the replay. What ended up happening is another player ran like a curl route on that side too, and he stopped thinking that he was supposed to be covering that curl and that your safety was going to follow Demetrius Harris down the field. They both converged on this curl route, and Demetrius was just left wide open. Oh. Just a just a complete breakdown in coverage because you've got a defensive end, a pass rusher trying to play trying to play zone coverage, and that's never going to work in your favor. We know Chiefs fans know. We've seen Justin Houston in coverage way too much to know that pass rushers aren't supposed to be your main zone coverage men. And it just it it seems like in situations like that that I don't know why why it is that coaches insist on doing that. Like they think it's just going to confuse the the quarterback, or like you just think that you could scheme something better up there. Like your whether it's your personnel or. What? In my mind, you should put your players in the position to be successful. And when you do that, you're not doing that. You're putting players in a position where they're not comfortable. Where they're a liability. That they're not good at. Yeah. Why would you choose to put a player in a position or have a player do something that he's not good at? I, I just don't get that idea. I just It just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to confuse the offense and whatever, but I just don't see how that big of a disadvantage – skill wise having somebody somebody so big like that cover a quick receiver i mean demetrius harris is essentially a big wide receiver yeah that's that's i i will never understand that if i were calling a defense i would not have a pass rusher out there covering a skill player that's that seems crazy i mean i understand it from the idea of they think you know he's a young quarterback they think they can beat him by that but He's also very good after the snap. It's not like he's your average young rookie quarterback. He's 
he can diagnose plays after the snap very well. So yeah, that's not really going to fool him. You know, they brought those overload blitzes. Those were doing well, but I don't think dropping a pass rusher into coverage. Is gonna yeah. Happen. Because I mean, even, you know, for as much as like, I don't know that we, for as good as I thought the scheme was for the first three quarters, I don't know that we confused him that much. It's just a matter of the guys recovered and we, he didn't yeah. make a mistake. You know, he didn't throw it into, into, you know, coverage and that didn't try to force the ball too often. I mean, as, as great as he's been making plays, it's, that's maybe the most impressive thing to me about him is that he hasn't made any mistake four games and he's not thrown a pick. That's, yeah, that's amazing to me. So it's, uh, I mean, enjoy that. Maybe that will continue. I feel like it's got to happen sometime. He's got to throw one eventually. It's got to happen. I mean, I do think his interception numbers are going to be low on the season, but definitely under double digits. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll take one every five games. I will take one interception of every five games. Yeah. So, so what that last drive. So you guys score, go up and then, We've got. Let's just talk about what's going on because we all watched this game together at Travis's house, and this where there was a lot of pacing, and there was oh, yeah. a lot of there was a lot of stairs <laughs> being traversed <laughs> during this drive. It's fourth and eleven, and <laughs> he throws. It's Emmanuel Sanders on the sideline for a really great catch, and I just kind of. Like, I'm just staring at it, and then I just have to walk away, look away, and then another big play down the seam to Jeff Hireman, and then, boom, we're down there. It's first down, and I think there's 30-something seconds. And then, well, there was the – and then there was the almost pick. There was the incompletion to DT on – well, I think there was an incompletion on first down. Second down was the almost pick. Third down was the overthrow. Yeah. That could have been a touchdown. And then fourth down. So when he completes this pass to Cortland side, and it, it, when I watched it live, I wasn't convinced that he had the first down. I thought maybe he caught it in front of the sticks. It was but after close. watching it, I think that it would have been, I think that when he possessed it, I think he was right at the marker and I think it would have been a first down. So you, you, Look at that. You got 12 seconds. You can probably run up there and clock it with one or two seconds left. And so that would have put you, you know, second down and with one play basically at a shot into the end zone. And I also want, like, if, if that, you know, if they ruled him, if, if they had, if he had just caught it and they had ruled him short, that gets reviewed. I was thinking Didn't about this it, like, happen. This happened last year. And I think it was the lions. Did they get screwed out of a game? Cause they run a certain, they run 10 seconds off the clock. Right. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like, like if, that. if, if that was marked short and they had to stop the clock to review that, then I think the game would have been over. Yeah. yeah or, or, or weird rules where like, like you shouldn't really. I mean, they shouldn't be punished by that. It's not their fault that. Or, or maybe I mean maybe since it was I don't know. 
when he got t- or like when he gets tackled, how much time would have been left? Maybe if it would have been the twelve, like maybe they do, you know, take it down to two and then run it. You know, just say as soon as they blow the whistle, and then you try and snap it or whatever. But I don't know what what did you guys think about the call? Like obviously they didn't do that. They tried to run a trick a trick play. Hook and ladder. Tried to run. And it almost ladder. worked. I mean, I like the idea of it. I'm f- totally fine I, with the call because I, I just think, you know, I guess you've got the added element of if you do pick up that first down and then go clock it, you've got a chance, you know, to get your best play. Uh, but you're still, you know, you're probably 15 yards. I think that was probably about the 15-yard line or something like that. And the Chiefs are going to be putting everyone on that goal line. Right, yeah. So, I mean, the best you're hoping for is a miraculous catch in the end zone or a pass interference. But if you, if that play is executed, it looks like to me because, you know, there's the, the defender that's draped on Sutton, so he's not making the play. Yeah. Sanders' guy is trailing and is probably not expecting a lateral. So he's probably going for to aid in the tackle, basically. And then there's one other guy upfield, and Booker's there blocking him. And to me like at the angle he's going at like there's the only risk is not executing the pitch and that's that's that happened i mean that's that's the sad part like i like he had the defender on him and i guess that's why he wasn't able to do it but it it looked it almost looked like sanders wasn't ready it 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 almost looked that way because it it looks like he had a chance like he didn't even he put it in a good place i thought it wasn't that that out of the way i thought he could have made a play on it and even if he didn't have a lane you just step out of bounds and you have the same result as if he would and then you and then you're not even hurrying you 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 can you can call your play you know and and take your take your shot and you've probably even gotten a few yards closer so i don't know i know they took a lot of heat for that in some ways but and i'm not gonna knock them for it they're Trying to go win it, and I like I'm okay the idea. with the play call, but yeah. So I was, I watched the play several times, and I was like, <laughs> man, if if that would have worked, and I, I would have been. That would have been a very Chiefs way to lose that game. Oh yeah, that would have been a Chiefs. Well, that that's see, but you guys are in a new era now. This is a new Chiefs, and it starts. And it's because of 15. Yeah. But there will always be a little bit of the old Chiefs there. There will always be that old Chiefs feeling. There's some old Chiefs defense still. Yeah. The I ghost mean, of well, Chiefs past. Well, yeah. You exactly. got to I guess you, you got to go. You got to go win a playoff game. I guess you got to go win two playoff games. We won one <laughs> before. Pro- right. You got to win two for progress yeah. to be to be made. Uh, so until you get that monkey off your back, you. Uh... But obviously a lot to be. Lot to be excited about. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, uh, I just, I just don't want to be here right now, guys. I was, uh, was like, I could just play some Fortnite. I don't have to come here and bring up this pain. I'm happy to talk about the Chiefs right now. I'm sure you are. Yeah, I'm in a weird. I'm. I feel conflicted because, as. As being a Chiefs fan with you being a Broncos fan, I want you to suffer every bit 
possible through this because I have had to suffer. But as you're my friend, and I hate, I really, I mean, it's sad. It is. I probably put a little too much into fo- being a football fan, and there have been times where I've been majorly sad. Whenever the Chiefs, yeah. I mean, usually it's a playoff loss or something. Um, I but yes, but I don't wish that upon anybody, really. It but is, you're a Broncos fan, a, so you deserve it. It's a rough, it's a rough life, but you know, you you're right. You you, I'm fine. You can you can throw all your hate, all your all your well wishes or unwell wishes. I'm still, you know, my team is three years removed from winning a Super Bowl. So you can't feel sorry for me. I no. I get it. You know that we're I'm one of the one of the franchises that are that are pretty spoiled in the grand in the grand scheme of things. The Broncos winning percentage and over the years and and level of success um, is up there with some of the other really great franchises. So um, there have been dark days. Josh McDaniels, McDoucer, Josh McDaniels. <laughs> Um, but to your now, Josh McDaniels, we will always have a Todd Haley. <laughs> Todd, yeah, yeah, or Romeo uh-huh. Cornell. Romeo, <laughs> love that guy. He's a good I defense kinda, coordinator. I also kind of like Bob Sutton. I do not uh. like Bob Sutton. <laughs> you are the only one in this conversation that likes Bob Sutton. I, I'm, yeah. I'm a. Uh... Sometimes I'm neutral to Bob Sutton. That's my biggest compliment. <laughs> Bob Sutton's just there. I mean, that's his biggest compliment. Is he's he's there. <laughs> he's there. Yeah, he needs better personnel to to run his defense. But anyway, yeah. one thing we haven't so, talked about. One thing we haven't talked yeah. about. We're talking about you know the, all the Broncos success. Currently, Chiefs are on a pretty good streak against the Broncos. That makes it five straight games. That Chiefs is beating the Broncos. Very true. Very true. And Five. We've, we've beaten the Chargers. What is it? Eight straight games we've beat the Chargers, Travis. Yeah, yeah, uh, I believe so. Um, it's been a long, yeah, and I think that's... the last time we did lose to the Chargers, it was Chase Daniel starting in Week Seventeen, and we still uh, because we won. had already clinched. Yeah, and and we still were very very close. I can't remember what exactly happened, but there was something that happened that. We very easily could have won that game yeah. on the last minute drive, but um, is that when there was a there was a field goal attempt, and they jumped they they lined too many people up on one side or something like that, and they didn't call it or something, which is not I mean that's tic tac, but anyway, um, yeah. So the Chargers are just unbelievably terrible yep. against the Chiefs. So this against the Chiefs, it's the time of the Chiefs <laughs> right now. Yeah. It is. It, it's some pretty unparalleled uh, divisional dominance right yeah. now. I usually, you know, you, I mean, you've had dog fights, but you've come out on top, and then also, you know, just kind of steamrolled some games as well. So, yeah, I don't know. And that's the thing. Like uh, this loss for for the Bron- like I don't count them out of the playoff race by any means, but that. In terms of the division, that's pretty crushing because that was your home. That was your chance. You had everything going for you. You had that crowd. You had the run game going. And then they came into your house and stole one from you. And now, you know, you're probably not going there 
and have all those things working for you again yeah. and find a way to beat the Chiefs. You know, the NFL is weird. It could always happen, but you can't count on that. And so that gives, you know, you got the Chiefs already 2-0 and in the division. They've got the tiebreaker over you. They're probably going to beat you again. So you've got to string some wins against these these bad teams and find a way, you know, to pull out a few of, of against the good ones um, if you want any chance of getting in, sneaking in as a wild yeah. card. So for and the Broncos – oh, sorry, go ahead, Ron. I was going to say, and the Chiefs aren't just 2-0. and They're 2-0 and on the road against the two best teams in the division. So, Correct. I mean, we're in the perfect position to be able to take this and turn it into an AFC West championship. Yeah. You guys have set yourselves up well, especially – I mean, this – you're about to go into the hardest part of your schedule. Yeah. And so yeah, even, if you, even if you dropped a few, you'd be all right. We could lose two games in a row and still be – well, see, that stretch – we got Jaguars at home, which I think that's huge that that's at home. And then yeah. we go to New England, which – we beat them in New England last year, but no, I that's going to be a very, very difficult game. Um, I think New England's going to find their str- – I mean, they had a good game this week, but yeah. I think they're going to be Against the Dolphins, who I said <laughs> were posers. Show me something, Dolphins. <laughs> no, they will not. They will show you Albert Wilson being their featured wide receiver. Hey, I love Albert. <laughs> hey, that guy got paid. I'm happy for him. Yeah, he deserves it. I saw him think he's he's like a top 20 paid wide receiver, which is crazy to me. That is crazy. People got what? all been out of shape yeah. about what? Oh, let's not give Sammy Watkins 16 million a year. Well, at least we didn't give Albert Wilson 8 million a year. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But um but yeah, this stretch for the Chiefs, we've got the Jaguars at home, the Patriots on the road, and then we come back to Arrowhead for the Bengals, and then we play the Broncos again. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I do so, remember that it's pretty close. Uh, pretty close there in terms of the turnaround. So based and based them, on so. everything that I've seen so far this season, that's going to be a very difficult four game stretch. And I would not be upset if we went two and two in those games. Oh, for sure. I'd and, be happy with that. That'd be fine. And you know, stack that on top of the four and zero start, and we're at. You know, six and six and two, that's pretty good spot to be in halfway through the season. That's better than I would ask for coming into the season. Exactly. That's halfway to twelve and four. Yeah. And the number one seed in the AFC. Oh. I mean, at this point, you're you're the only undefeated team in the AFC and yeah. looking like, you know, the favorites, I would say at this point. Um I mean, you just watched a team do, you know, basically shut them down in a way that no one has seen and still come away with the win. So that's yeah, it's our most trying performance of the season. A Chiefs fan, yep. yep. I wanted well, to say also for the Broncos, um, this just kind of feels like a loss that could alter and kind of shift the season for them. Um it's early, you know, everybody, you can always recover. You can always put that behind you, but, um, just kind of reminds me of in the past, there's been, there was one year that I think it was like week two that the chiefs played the Broncos and it was on like a, was it on Thursday night or something? 
And it was that game where Jamal Charles fumbled three times. Like, Chiefs had so many reasons they uh, should have won that game. Yeah. Like, Marcus oh, Peters I had, remember. Pick, had the pick six on Peyton Manning. I think it was Peters' rookie year. But, uh, um, but yeah, so there's just all these kinds of reasons the Chiefs should have won that game. And they ended up coughing it up at the end and giving the game away on a defensive touchdown. And it just that was like the that, that was the Super Bowl year. For us, oh. I think. I think it was. Because that was the year that Manning was... Benched. <laughs> not that good. Yeah, because he, he went into Arrowhead, won that game. Uh, he had the, then... the game-tying touchdown to Sanders. And then, yeah, the, the fumble that was returned for a touchdown. And then later against the Chiefs in Denver. And that was that was the game that started the streak. Um, Chiefs streak that, over Denver. Yeah, where Manning got sat down and was kind of hurt. And then the rest is history. Brock Osweiler wins some games and then Manning comes back in at the end and has his Cinderella story. But yes, that, yeah. that is the game. The chiefs were just, just kind of seemed like we were deflated that after that game where we lost to the Broncos. And I kind of wonder if, you know, the Broncos seemed like they put a lot of stock into this game going into it. You yes. can tell they were all, they were all playing really hard, which, I mean, I don't know. How do you tell? How do you? I don't know how to quantify that, saying that they played harder than they have in the previous games. But it just felt like this was not the Broncos Super Bowl this year. But it was just like we've got to win this game and right. lose and it I, the way that you did. I'm I'm worried that that could cause a psychological effect in the future. You know, maybe you drop a game that you shouldn't. Or something. Right, and I'm I kind of mentioned that I think while you were st- stepped away that that there's you know basically one of two things that are going to happen that I, that I'm scared about is that they could that it could be like that and it, they start to lose lose faith i think you know like i said that what they do have going for them is that i think they still do believe in case keenum even though he hasn't played well as long as they believe i think that you know there's there's a chance and we've got we've got a lot of young guys that are kind of up and coming and i think that that's really helpful i think that having two good rookie running backs, a good rookie wide receiver, we've got, you know, Chubb that's playing well. He's leading us in pressures and hurries. Josie Jewell's getting some big snaps in at linebacker. I think that just having that that fresh drive and fresh perspective will help them a lot because those guys are obviously going to play hard. Um, And... You know, then it's up. Uh, what I'm worried about most is is the defense, specifically the secondary, getting de- you know like getting down. If the offense does not hold up its end, because you know like yeah, if you would have told me like even with the 27, like if you would have told me that we we are going to hold the Chiefs to 27 points going into that game, I would have been like, okay, we can score. 30 point we can score 30 points against the chiefs defense you know like i think that's got a that's a win <laughs> um yeah so obviously just really disheartening um that they couldn't couldn't get it done but uh, the offense you know they they put them in a position to win and the defense gave up the score so i don't know there's some there's some uh interesting dynamics you know i think there's blame to go around so they shouldn't be blaming one unit or the other where i think last year obviously the defense was just like 
you know, like why should we even play hard when Trevor Simeon is going to pick six us, you know, like, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I don't think that they have, you know, I think that even though Keenum hasn't been that great, I think they believe that he can, is a player and is going to lead the team. So that's my hope. I, you know, we actually have a bad streak going right now of like East coast games. I think where we go over there and tend to lose in those early game matchups. Um, but man, I just looking at that jets team, like they've got hope for the future, but man, there's just, they're not there yet. How, how there's just not very many ways that I think they're beating us unless, you know, we just lose the turnover battle horribly or something. So yeah, I, uh, I have hope, you know, if you can get a get right game, go to three and two, and then you're in business again. But we shall see. Any uh, other thoughts from around the league? Or Well, I may have missed this since I had to step away for a minute, but did you guys talk about the defense at all, the Chiefs defense? Um, we kind of just touched on that it was – that – in terms of the units like against each other, that the game was, you know, pretty even in terms of like the chiefs offense probably had the advantage over the Broncos offense, the Broncos defense, you know, had the advantage over the chiefs defense and that you guys won the special teams um, battle, but that we didn't really get into their play specifically other than Eric Murray making obviously a spectacular play yeah i noticed a couple plays by him he's kind of getting off the schneid a little bit the schneid. looking more like looking more like to me that ron parker might be the the weak spot the on the man, back yeah. end of the defense so but i i i had to mention tano passano finally i've brought this up a few times about breland speaks not needing to see the field at all ever and yeah Finally, we we saw Tano Passano not only outsnap him eighteen to sixteen, but as Ryan you pointed out earlier um, to me, uh, Passano led the team in pressures with only eighteen snaps. So with four pressures, four pressures and eighteen snaps, and and those were there were some of those were in big spots that that forced um, maybe on like a third, I don't know for specific, I don't remember exactly, but it just seemed like there were moments where you saw Passano get in there on a third down. I know, I know one of them was in that, that late three and out the Broncos had between the two chief scoring drives. I know he got a pressure there that forced an incompletion. So he, yeah, I mean, if, if, if the Broncos score points on that drive or even spend enough time, um, we don't win that game. So I, I think with D Ford going out with an injury, I think if if Breland Speaks gets the start, if Ford were to miss any games, I'm going to need an entire probably five minutes to vent on this podcast and, and rage against Bob Sutton in the defense. Um, but but you know, I, I, and I think I really think they're just out there trying to develop Speaks and hoping that giving him the snaps is going to speed up his progression. But at some point, and hopefully that's now, possibly now that, you know, now that Passano actually outsnapped him, and it, 
in the past, in the past couple games so far this season, not only has Speaks been out snapping him, Speaks has been double the snaps. So to see that that kind of leveled out, hopefully that trends keeps trending in the right direction and we can get Passano in there and let Speaks develop on in the practice field. Yeah. So I did, I, I was pretty impressed overall with the defense. You know, we, they, you guys were running all over us, which I kind of didn't expect. Um, I did. But, I mean, our Anthony Hitchens and Reggie Raglan, I do not know what to say because I thought they were going to be a strength of this defense this season, and they look indecisive in the running game. Uh, they look late filling holes, and they look really bad in pass coverage. Hitchens is so, one of the worst pass-covering middle linebackers in the NFL this season. Yeah, Statistically, one of the worst. I knew he wasn't a great pass defender, but I did not expect him to be such a liability. I noticed quite a few times we were blitzing both inside line. Maybe it was just one time I noticed we blitzed both of them. I'm like, oh, well, I guess if they can't cover anybody in the pass, they can't, you know, they can't drop back in coverage. Might as well send them on a blitz. Yeah. But – um, so I don't know if they're just, I don't know if it's just chemistry, not gelling yet, or I don't know what, cause Raglan looked good last year and, and Hitchens I mean, was really good for Dallas last year too. So yeah, I, don't I don't know what, I don't know what it is happened. That's kind of a, kind of scary for me. So hopefully that doesn't continue to be a, an issue. But anyway, that's, that's what I had on the defense. So I also want to talk about moving on to different ta- talk different topics. I want to talk about this fantasy trade that me and Travis had. I am trading yes. him Deshaun Watson, Tyler Boyd, and Jay Ajayi for Matt Stafford, Sammy Watkins, and James Conner. I uh, had uh, two shares of James Conner, and I now have zero shares of James Conner in yeah. fantasy football. A little bit different scenario, though. I traded in the in the other one. I traded him to a non Le'Veon Bell owner before the the news about Bell reporting in Week Eight, and uh, with obviously with the trade today, that's after we found out about the when Le'Veon Bell is going to come back. And also, Ryan, you own Le'Veon Bell, so that kind of yep. protects you. I think it really makes your team a lot stronger. Yeah, I mean, I already have Jared Goff, so I don't really need Deshaun Watson. I mean, I need a running back for these next three weeks. So James Conner is a huge upgrade over Alfred Morris, Isaiah Crowell, you know, the guys we've got starting now. And then I didn't really need Tyler Boyd because I've already got, you know, Alshon Jeffrey, Keenan Allen, and uh, Golden Tate. So, I mean, it makes sense for me. Travis gets to actually get something for James Conner. Win-win. Yep. And I just got Mark Ingram back, so – um. It's kind of nice to to be able to turn a waiver wire acquisition into uh, Deshaun Watson and uh, Ajayi, which I hate Ajayi. That kind of <laughs> I, I I'm not huge on him because of the committee situation, but um, but anyway, I think I think it's it was nice to get a little bit of value for yeah. for a waiver wire pickup. But anyway, I know nobody wants to. Nobody cares too much about my uh, 
fantasy football team. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, it looks like Logan is gone to cry about the loss. He's got to go vent and cry in a corner. So we will be calling it close here at the Behind the Enemy Line. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We will be seeing you hopefully next Tuesday to talk about another week of NFL football. Uh, I'm Ryan Paris and here with Travis Hudson and signing off. Thank you guys. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. This week's episode is brought to you by Technical Difficulties, because when you technically are disconnected, you can't even wrap up your own podcast, let alone defend yourself against rabid Chiefs fans. Thank you guys for tuning in, and here's hoping that Technical Difficulties are no longer a weekly sponsor. Some quick housekeeping. We did have some over-under predictions last week that I just wanted to update everybody on because we'll probably start keeping track of this our over unders for the game were kareem hunt 75 yards we all took the under we were all wrong mahomes 300 yards we all took the over and we were barely right mahomes throws for 304 i believe and breaks the broncos 38 game impressive streak of not allowing a 300 yard passer uh sanders nine catches travis with the push Ryan and Logan both took the under. He was under. Kelsey, 110 yards. Travis took the under. Ryan and I both went over. I believe he was under. Chief sacks, one and a half. We all took the under. We were all incorrect. Keenum interceptions, one half. We all took the over and by some fluky play it was one interception Broncos total rushing yards 130 Travis took the under Ryan and I both took the over they did go over Broncos sacks we set it at two Travis went over Ryan pushed and I went over we were all wrong they only managed one Travis picked the Chiefs in this game 31 to 23. Ryan picked the Chiefs 30 to 27. And I picked the Chiefs, did not have a score, but I chose them to cover the original spread, which was five. Ryan was the only one to pick correctly against the spread, saying that the Chiefs would not cover the five. And there we go. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Go Broncos.